the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 2-3 defeat at home Sellers Park to Chelsea. Uh, Matthew, I'm joined by Luke. Hi Luke. Hello, evening. Hello, and we're here to talk about, well, what was a pulsating game? It was, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was really exciting and I thought that, I mean, barring the first 15 minutes, arguably Palace were the, were the better team, um, despite the, 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 like you say, the the 3-2 loss, or 2-3 loss, I should say, given that Crystal Palace were at home. Um, I mean, the first goal itself, I think, was unlucky and there'll be question marks regarding if, Gary Cahill didn't pull up with his hamstring, you know, tear or or or, or pull or whatever it was. Um, I, I know that Roy has said after the game that it doesn't look like he'll be playing any further part in the season. You know, if if Gary Cahill doesn't have that injury, do, do, does the does the goal you know not stand? But does does that goal take place? I mean, does does Gary Cahill keep up with William? Does he does he you know stop the block? I guess we'll never know really. No, for anyone who's ever had any sort of injury uh, in in sort of any form of movement or pace like that, um, you're just wincing and looking at that and feeling feeling yeah. sorry for Okay, who's had a fantastic season at Palace, and you know, as we met, discussed in our last pod with with Kev, is uh, definitely one of the contenders for for Player of the Season. So that that was unfortunate itself, and as you say. Ben Williams just lost him, and, and he's got to the byline. Pulled it back with what I'd say was a good, a good pullback, and, and and you know you could argue that Palace can do better in the box or not with that one. Um, and then a sort of a, a, a relatively good finish from Giroud really to put Chelsea one up and what in, in the first six minutes. Yeah, six minutes. But what was interesting? I mean, I I didn't really think it was much of an issue, but uh, something that Sky were talking about at half time was that it was potential unsportsmanlike behaviour for Chelsea not to put the ball out of play and I don't really think that's that's a case I mean we obviously we've had ex- extreme examples in the past I think the most famous one was was it Paolo Di Canio catching the ball but that was when the was it Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper went out and um, injured himself did it did an ACL I think and Paolo Di Canio instead of hitting into MD net caught the ball but I don't really think you know the referee obviously had no obligation to stop the game given it wasn't a head injury and if it had been the other way would you really expect Crystal Palace to, to, to put the ball out? No, and also what's to say that Cahill was injured? You know, what's to say it wasn't just, uh, I ain't going to catch up with him, he's too quick for me. And then there was a second, to me there's a second, if it's second phase is the right is the right term, but there was a, a second element of the play which Palace had sort of, what, three men in the box who could have who could have blocked the the effort um, that came into into the box as well. So no, I don't I, I don't agree with that. Um, and and I, and I think I think you know uh, you'd like to think now, given what we've gone through in the world, that, that there's there's definitely more of a sportman like ship um, element to football at the minute. I've certainly noticed that there's not as much swearing and um, sort of having a go at the ref in in the restart of the Premier League. That's for sure. So um, no, I, I'm sort of not in agreement with that. But, but it didn't take long for Chelsea to be too loved, did it? 27 minutes, so just sort of 20 minutes shy of that first goal. Um, well, they probably they probably pretty pretty much controlled the game between the two goals. But but what a finish for that for that second goal and uh, sort of a lot a nice little sort of dink to the side where he lo- loses loses Joel Wall, sort of sends him off for a cup of tea and a and a and a, and a sit down, does he really? 
Yeah, and and I, I saw a couple of fans maybe sort of trying to. I, I know Joel Wood's become a bit of a scapegoat for some fans, maybe because of his his, his long term sort of um, length of the club. But I, I I think that yeah, there's nothing that you can do there. I mean, Joel Ward catching him. He's tr- he's doing the right thing by me. I think that he's trying to show him the outside, um, and he's also trying to direct Wilfred Zahar, who's jogging back to sort of to go in behind him just in case he cuts the other way. Um, and it is a great finish. I mean, no doubt about that. Power and 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 you can't blame the keeper either, even though it wasn't the near post. I mean, it was it was a p- perfect finish and and well done uh, to Chelsea to go two and up. But but like you say, I mean, it was. Um, Probably up until that point, Chelsea were probably the better heart, better team, I think. Um, but then Palace came back into it through a, 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 a rocket from Wilfred Zaha, about twenty-five yards, maybe, maybe just just over twenty-five yards. Yeah, might be thirty yards. Yeah, it was an absolute rocket, wasn't it? A, a great finish. You kind of don't really expect that from Will from that sort of range. You know, he's done it a few times, edge of the box, the Bournemouth away one last season, mm. where he sort of does the, the Maradona moonwalk and loses his man. And then smashes it is the kind of the one I think of. But yeah, what what a lovely finish that was. Um, keeper, keeper, sort of. I don't know. I was watching it first off. I wasn't sure if he had a chance or not because it was kind of pretty much at him, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I I think given the speed and sky sky reckon it was sixty five miles an hour that that ball was hit at. Um, and and the sort of the length and the fact that the, from the goalkeeper's point of view, he's probably got a defender or two in front of him. He's probably not completely sighted on it. I, I I think it's harsh. I, I I think it's it's you know fans tend to sort of overanalyze the game a little bit too much these days. And well, I say that as we're as we're doing a podcast, but um, I think that you know it, it is it, that'll be, that'll be harsh to to to. to put some blame on the goalkeeper for, for that one there and you just have, sometimes have to hand, hold your hands up and say what a fantastic strike and Palace did really well for the rest of that half and especially considering you know Gary Cahill has been such a stalwart you mentioned, you mentioned earlier uh, for us going off and being replaced by Mamadou Sako who's had a you know a shaky few games isn't he when, when he came back in especially in the Leicester game when he you know, we berated him after that for doing that turn but I thought he, he did quite well actually um, and restored a bit of confidence um even though I don't, I don't know sort of how much he had to do after after that. But I mean, yeah, the, 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 certainly for the rest of the rest of the first half, Palace were in the ascendancy and and probably could have capitalised. And and half time came at the wrong time, really. Yeah, I I I thought Sacco did well when he came on actually, and you know, yeah, we criti- criticised him quite harshly on the weekend for his performance. And to be honest with you, with that with that turn when you had. Uh, no one in his way and, and all the space in the world you know rightly so I think but but yeah I think he did well when he came on and, and, and Palace did well to say for the rest of the second half and we, we didn't really want half time to come um, there were a few opportunities we had at the end of the second half the sort of the late knock-ins and we were certainly controlling controlling the game and I think that continued didn't it into the second half really um, uh, when, when we came back out and, and it was kind of then it was a flurry of a couple of goals and it got the game going again yeah, I think you always worry, didn't you, when 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 especially when Palace are in the ascendancy going to half time that they come out and the the other team's going to sort of nullify them as it were. But like you say, I, I don't think it happened. Palace were again on top, I think, in the in the in the second half, and it wasn't until sort of twenty minutes to go, I think, that Abraham got his goal after shortly after coming on. Actually, I think he came on about five minutes before, and then he got, he got his goal and. Um, I mean, I mean, if if you're looking at the defensive aspect of it, it was a ball that was played in between Sacco and Van Arm, who, who was pushing forward. Um, questions, maybe, possibly harshly on Joel Ward for playing on on onside, but I mean, I I think it was it was just a good goal and a good finish. But I mean, a, a really good 
response then from Crystal Palace to go right up the other end, literally from from the, from the start, and Patrick Van Arnholt to to square the ball to Christian Benteke who who couldn't miss, and it's great to see him score again, isn't it? Yeah, Van Arnold did well, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, down the left-hand side to, to, to sort of get the ball, uh, drive the ball and get it into the, into the danger area. And, and uh, yeah, you're right, he did immediate response from Palace and, and it, it was good to see that, wasn't it? And like, like you say, nice to see Pentagon score because he, he was really good today. I mean, particularly in, in that second half, I thought, you know, he was winning everything. He was causing Chelsea real problems. They, they looked to be struggling with him. Um, you know, that, that's kind of at his best, isn't it? When he gets the, gets the ball to his head um, or actually, even to feet, to be fair, at pace, you know, he's, he's he's good at holding the ball up and bringing others into play, and that's that's where the likes of Ayew and Zaha be brought in. So, so yeah, he was he, he was he was good today, and it's nice to see him get on the score sheet. For me, Chelsea did this over. So Frank Lampard bringing on um, is it Jorginho? Yeah, he, he he just kind of killed it off, um, got on the ball, kept Chelsea in possession. And it was a shame for me that it kind of petered out a little bit, and it wasn't until injury time that Palace then had a flurry of chances. Culminating in Scott Stand one, which is what was it across the goal and hit the post? Yeah, hit inside of the post, wasn't it? It was an injury time, wasn't it? I think it was Max Mayer. A good, a good. He came on a couple of minutes to to, to go. He uh, played a ball through to Wilf. So, I mean, as much as we berate Max Mayer. Um, and especially, I I don't think he could probably fight his way out of a wet paper bag. I think it was it was a good ball for, to, to, through to Wilfred Zaha who, who who crossed it crossed it over. I think it was to uh, yeah Scott Dan and hit the inside of the post and rolled out. I think Mayer and Benteke were there as well. Um, but we can't not talk about Benteke's chance where I think was it Wilf that or, or PVA in the last second um, played him through Sky cameras actually nearly missed it because um, they were showing a replay yeah, like, yeah. else that came back and, an, and a fantastic absolute clattering tackle from Kurt Zuma um, to, to, to save the points for Chelsea but just just picking up on a point that you said there about uh, Georgino coming on with 10 minutes to go and and saving or pretty much cancelling out the game for, for Chelsea I was looking at their bench I mean I mean, this is really where you can you can sort of separate the wheat from the chaff in the in the in in, in the teams. I mean, look at Chelsea's bench. They got Rudiger on the bench. Alonso, Jorginho came on. Abraham came on, scored. Pedro, Loftus Cheek came on, got an assist. Willy Caballero, Hudson Odoi, and Michy Batshuayi on the bench. I mean, I don't think there's probably you know. Apart from Calavera, Cal- 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 I, d- I don't think there's any of those players that wouldn't walk into the Palace <laughs> starting lineup at the moment. So, no, I, I, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you look at the par- pal- the parallel on, on Palace's bench, the unused subs: Woods, Mitchell, Perrick, and, and Reederweld, or obviously on the keeper Hennessy. But you know, you're talking about a different ball game, aren't you? Yeah. It's a really, it's a really fair point to make. And, and what the Chelsea go third now? Do I make that up? Uh, depend, depending on the Arsenal Leicester result, I think yeah. I, I mean, as it stands, as we're recording it now at nine o'clock, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 I think Arsenal, yeah. Problem. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't think we can get away from the fact that that's another another game where we've pretty much come close in there. And as we said with Kev on the weekend, Palace's downfall was their own in a sense on the weekend. So you know, suddenly Liverpool one we've been we've really been outplayed of, of, of recent games. So yeah, we we have to stay positive in the sense that you know we're playing. In the, what, the last four games, three of the top teams, one of them being the champions, um, and, and to be particularly today to be so close um, without the Holmesdale, um, uh you know, effect, if you like, or the Sellers effect, a uh, multiple point, but you know, the home crowd, um, which is a massive factor for us, we, we, we certainly know, is, is, is very impressive. So, um, 
yeah, I think a positive performance and a, a number of positive performances within. Uh, like I said, I think Beteke was good. I thought Ayu was good. good again, again, good. Wilf looked a bit more back to his usual self, particularly in the second half. He was screaming for ball consistently and, and, and going at people. Um, James MacArthur always sort of batting in. Lovely couple of uh, tough tackles from James Mac- McCarthy when he came on as well. I'm sure you enjoyed those. Didn't get booked though, so uh, I lost my bet. Disappointing. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, I think I sort of ran himself into the ground. He looked knackered when he came off. As, as did Luca, actually. I thought Luca probably could have come off yeah. 10 minutes earlier. And my change would have been McCarthy for Luca a lot earlier. Uh, and then maybe that frees you up with the opportunity to bring someone like Max Mayer on that, that little bit earlier than the sort of the two two minutes. Well, I say two minutes. He obviously was five minutes injury time, so he got about sort of seven or eight minutes, didn't he? Um, but, you know, I think a lot of positives. And I, and I made the point after the game that it was... You know, a really enjoyable game, and and despite the result, you know, I really enjoyed that game, and I thought a, a lot of positives to come from the game. The fact that we were arguably, you know, the better team, um, well, certainly in the ascendancy on, on top, um, and it was just a case of those fine margins and not having, you know, <laughs> rather than you know trying try not to sound like a broken record, you know, having that 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 finishing impact really, um, but certainly a lot of positives to take into the game on Sunday where we're playing a, a, a scrapping Aston Villa um, you know that, that, that'll be interesting to see you know after this positive performance what we then take into the next game Sunday 2.15 isn't it what's that is that on Sky is it uh, I'm not sure to be honest with you um, couldn't tell you couldn't tell you we are, we are at the minute consistent on Sky aren't we obviously apart from the uh, the one BBC uh, Saturday game First ever, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you know it's been interesting, wasn't it? Because because Villa, like you say, are are scrapping and, and sort of fighting for their lives, as, as as you say, for the Premier League status. So it's been interesting one to see how Palace respond because Bournemouth, who are down there, weren't really fighting at all, were they? They kind of just just gave over to Palace, uh, and the other three teams we played since then have been sort of top top teams, if you like, in terms of their their position in the league. So it's been an interesting one for Palace to. To go particularly again to go away from home as well, and, and despite not having home advantage in the sense of a crowd, you know there's still the familiarity of the home uh, home uh, changing room and, and all that sort of setup as well. So uh, it'll be it'll be a weird one one for for us. I can see us snatching something there as well. Uh, it would be nice as well, wouldn't it? Particularly given that of like there's been a bit of criticism of of, of Roy um, and Palace, particularly on on message boards and and, and, and the like, and. Um, you know, we we on the pod are, are full supporters and supporters of Roy. I, I you know I can't think of anyone better we could absolutely have in in the place. Um, yes, you know we could do better at bringing youth through and giving others a chance. But you know we we've got we've got to pick from what we've got to work with. And I'm I have no doubt that if Roy, as show with AWB, has options that are quality enough to to get a go, he will give them a go. Um, and obviously a big move in that status today was the category one status for for Crystal Palace. Yeah, so the academy obviously got got granted that that status. I think that's pending. Obviously, it all being built. I, I assume that's that's not as it were as as it is at the moment. I assume, um, but no, obviously yeah, that'll be a great uh, chance for Palace to to you know source a lot of this local talent. I think there was a an article that Dom Fife wrote in the Guardian a couple of years ago about about how sort of if you look at the England uh, squad, how many of the the kids came from South London and then our local areas, but end up going to other academies simply because you know Palace aren't that attractive because they haven't got a Category One status. You know, I hope it allows um, you know 
the club to, to hoover up more of that talent and, and say, look, we've got these facilities, we've got this ability now to, to bring you through and, and promote you and put you in the, the shop window, as it were, even, you know, though Palace aren't as an attractive club as, as a Chelsea or an Arsenal or a Tottenham or, you know, other other clubs in London. They're not as big a club, but, you know, you might get a, a more opportunity for some game time. Um, so, yeah, a huge positive there. And on paper, looking at the, the fixtures, you know, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday's game is probably, on paper, the easiest game that we've got left, considering we've got Man United, Wolves and then Tottenham after that. Um, it's a real opportunity for us to pick up three points. and uh, But it won't be easy, given that, that Biller are, are scrapping down the bottom there. Norwich, you know, I think another another win for for anyone else, and Norwich are down. Um, I, th- I think they lose earlier uh, against Watford, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, two? They've, they've got four games to go, twelve points, and I think there's you know, nine, are they nine or ten. They're ten points behind, I think. Something like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, they, on the weekend, obviously, it could be mathematical. Yeah. Um, obviously, very unrealistic, and it stands today for them. So, so yeah, you know, Villa, Villa still very much. Um, in, in, in with a battling chance of staying up, so they'll be going great guns. Good, good, good for Palace to, to get that category status because I know it's been something that Parish has been very passionate about. Um, it would be good if it's been given already, and this is just all a big sort of sham. And you know, he's been drawing up pictures and stuff of Copa's Cup Road. It's not at all what they're just doing up the Gambardos, kids play area in the gym down there. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, that, that'll be good to get to get secured. And um, as you say great for Palace's future in the, in the sense of um, something to build from and, and yeah you know if, if we can get some of the, the younger lads in the team over the next season or two all will show um, that you know Crystal Palace is a club where, where you will get a chance so you know you'll go to Palace rather than Chelsea and the others because uh, you're playing the Premier League um, so so yeah very, very good very positive uh, and again like we said lots of positives from today's, today's game as well Good stuff. So I think that comes brings us to the end of the pod. Yep. Uh, thanks very much for uh, everyone for, for listening in today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this evening's uh, podcast or this morning's or whenever you're listening. But we're recording it uh, on on Tuesday evening after Palace's two three defeat to Chelsea. Uh, a defeat uh, again third in a row, but a lot of positives. A very good performance, and again, like we said, could have snatched it as well. Um, and indeed, gave Chelsea a head start with the uh, with the one nil lead. So a lot of positives to take onwards and upwards. Uh, as always, up the Palace. Thanks, Luke, for joining me. Cheers, mate. Enjoyed that. Pleasure. Yeah, as I said, despite the result, a thoroughly enjoyable game. Enjoyed the podcast as well. And uh, fingers crossed for a, uh, a, a deserved or more deserving uh, points reaction from uh, Sunday's game. Up the Palace. Yep. Up the Palace. Don't forget, you can find us on all the socials at The Six Pointer Podcast. The Six Pointer Podcast. The Six Pointer Podcast.